Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day. I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing this great episode. I actually found the Fabians through uh, the Parallels, the Parallel, the Perry's podcast, 30 Minutes with the Perry with the Perry's can I speak um so Preston and Jackie had them on the podcast and I was like "Ooh, you know what one of my clients actually showed me the Fabians and I was like oh wow this is good stuff so so glad to have them on the podcast Melody can attest to the fact that I will literally randomly text her after talking to her <laughs> in this episode about my dating fears and such so just grateful for these people um I think you guys will definitely benefit from hearing about their marriage and their courting time um, and even how they handle hard times with each other. So that is that. Um, As you guys know, before we jump into anything, I want to give you guys a quick update on how things are going here at the pod. So our top three listeners right now are the United States, Canada and the UK. Ooh, I love y'all over there, as you guys know. So I'm also recording on a day that does not have any trending episodes. So I'm going to choose my own because it's my podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to say episode 13 is a good one. Seven myths about singleness. Another one is uh, episode 19. Are we touch starved? I've talked about that episode throughout pretty often. And then the last one is selfish singles, which is episode 29. So those are some good episodes for you guys to look at already without further ado the fabians hi hey guys how are you doing today hello 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 we're good hi love to hear that okay so i'm so honored i feel so like grateful i think we're gonna have a great time on this conversation but as you guys can see or hear i'm talking to cd and melody and um yeah just want to hear their their love story about marriage and see if they can help us out even as single people need to hear how to prepare for marriage so mm. um that is that um i first want to say the rap that you did melody in the be- beginning of a uh, woundedology fire fire at first i thought it was yours and then you said it was someone else's i'm like oh, okay okay yeah it wasn't mine it wasn't mine yes. yeah. that was off the dome though so i just had to give you props for that Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And then, yeah, the beatboxing was fire as, as well. So uh, great. Uh, thanks. <laughs> great combo you guys did there. <laughs> CD um, and melody. Yes. Hey, that could that could be something. That could definitely be a set. I'm the melody to his CD. So right. come on. Look, see, God, God works. Look at him. He knew. <laughs> you might as well. And I'll be I'll be right there in the crowd. But anyways, when I have people on the podcast for the first time, I ask them a question similar to this one and it is, um, what do you believe to be true about God and why? What do we believe to be true about God? Yeah. What's one thing you believe? Okay. Um, And that he really loves us. And why? And why? Uh, I believe that he really loves us as we see the the links he went to to bring us back to himself mm. so you know he's a just and holy god he would have every right to just judge us for our sins for 
whatever it is that we've not accomplished or not done right on the earth as he's put us here, but instead he went so far as to give his only son, Jesus Christ, to to die a brutal death for us um, just to redeem us. Mm. So th- there's a there's a pain and a, and a hardship in the suffering, and yet there's beauty in it too. Um, th- that's the links, right? We love love stories where <laughs> somebody gives up their life. They give mm. up something about themselves um, just so that they might have the closeness or proximity to, to somebody else. Mm-hmm. We love love stories and the epitome of love stories is when somebody lays down their life for others. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think some people are probably like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to lay my down, my life down. That sounds great though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely think and sometimes I hesitate to say that, like, sacrifice is proof that you love someone. But, I mean, look look at what Jesus did for us, right? Yeah. I think it's that a great is indicator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. For me, um, something, what, how did you say it? Something I What's something believe you believe to be true about God? Yeah. Mm. Um, that he's faithful. He's faithful. You know, I've been, I've seen him faithful to his word and faithful in many ways that I've trusted him and I've seen him come through time and time, time and time and time again. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got Beautiful. Stories. You've got some stories. <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm trying to hear some today. Um, but <laughs> can you guys just tell the people who you are and what you do and then we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. So we're CD and Melody. I'm the Melody to his CD. And uh, we are married. We've been married 14 years. It'll be 15 years, November 29th. And we have three beautiful children, um, a, a, a teen, a toddler, and a young adult who's married, who wow. we adopted into our family. Um, we love her so much. And so we have three girls and we are marriage coaches. So we speak to marriages, but we do coaching, life on life type coaching as well. And we are podcasters now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a podcast called Hanging with Hanging the Babies. With the babies yeah. And um, my husband's in school getting his mental health counseling degree. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. One yeah. year away from that. I think um, our, our plat- platform kind of developed because we have a, a crazy story where uh, I didn't kiss my wife until we got married, and <laughs> that became international news for some reason. And uh, yeah, we've just been following God in that wave ever since. Yeah, so we do marriage conferences, we speak at events, singles conferences, events, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so you said it. I don't know it was international news, but it's coming to the pod. Um <laughs> So, yeah, you said you guys were married, have been married for almost 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So tell me a little bit about your love story. I feel like, I mean, I guess not kissing is a part of that, but what, what is that? Sure. What's your love yeah. story look like? We kiss all the time now. Mm-hmm. Oh, love to hear that. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, kissing now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell the story. Please. Okay. So um, we like to give the two little backgrounds. So 
didn't grow up in church, got saved at 12. I was like a flirty girl and didn't know Jesus. But then Jesus grabbed me. I started to really get discipled by my father, who eventually got saved when I was 14. 16, I get presented this purity commitment at my church. And they're like, you know, you can choose to save sex until marriage. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that was like, because like all my friends were having sex. All my cousins were having sex. Like, oh, that ain't nobody. What What is waiting, you know? So this concept that it was out of obedience to God was like, oh, like he wants us to wait, you know? And because I loved God, I was like, well, I want to know more about why he would want us to wait. So I like dove in. And I made that commitment when I was 16, but it was really hard because my mom was not serving the Lord at the time. Mm. So she thought it was the most ridiculous thing I could ever do. Interesting. Yes. Which to me felt weird because like what mom wouldn't want their 16 year old to make this commitment? Like even if, even if I just kept me two more years, like what? But that's when I knew there was like spiritual warfare going on because my mom like wasn't herself when I was mm. talking about it. And I'd be like, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. And she's like, wait for what? And I'm like, I think I have sex. I get married. And she's like, you really think a man's going to wait for you? And I'm mm. like, yes. She's like one in a million. And I'm mm. like, well, I'm going to wait for my one in a million, you know? <laughs> and um, it was really, really hard. So she made fun of me for a whole month. Mm. And I was like, mom, we're doing this like purity ceremony where they're going to give me a ring. And it's like a commitment. And she's like, are you marrying God? Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, it's just a commitment. And she's like, this is so weird. So anyway, she comes to the ceremony reluctantly. And the pastor's like, I just sense that the parents need to put the rings on their children. Mm. And so... When my mom came to the front, she's holding my ring. I'm bawling at this point because this woman been making fun of me for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Okay, And he says, would you look your children in the eye and tell them how proud you are of them? Lord. <laughs> yeah. And he fights our battles. So now that I literally saw a miracle, my mom, mm. she looked at me and then she went like that. Like, like she snapped out of this weird demonic haze she was in Mm. and she's like i'm so proud of you wow i'm so proud of you this is so beautiful and then she starts crying and i'm crying i'm like that's what i've been trying to tell you You (laughs) so made that commitment when i'm 16 fast forward i go to moody bible institute a bible college yeah i'm like all these men of god i'm like hallelujah Where's my man, right? And um, sophomore year, started dating this guy. Did not feel it was time, but I didn't want to lose him. And so Mm. I stood in the relationship because I didn't want to lose him. And six months later, I'm a total wreck. I have anxiety. I have, like, tightening of my throat. My doctor wants to put me on anxiety pills. And I'm like, yeah, no, I need an obedience pill. I know what's going (laughs) on. Mm. Soon as I broke up with this man, man of God, he didn't do anything wrong, just not my man of God. And uh, I got healed, mm. literally healed the next day, healed. 
So I was at a broken place, at a place of like, God, whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. He's like, I want you to be single. I was like, oh, that's the devil. Let's pray again. <laughs> Father, whatever you want, God. And he said, I want you to be single. And I'm like, what is happening? And I kept sensing it and sensing it. And then I heard specifically, I want you to be single for seven years. God, please no. I'm not trying to ever hear that. <laughs> Actually, that's been, my, that's been my whole life. What am I talking about? So he told me that I need to be single from 20 to 27. Mm. That's another long story. But I said yes. I died and I said yes. And here, so here's me, Melody, so in Chicago. That, that's happening here. That same year that Melody makes this commitment, I had um, given my life to the Lord. Mm. So That same year. That same wow. year. Actually, it was like two or three months previous. So um, I'm living out in Arizona. I had gone to the University of Arizona for college and I was raised um, a devout Catholic. I, I was taught about God um, from that structure. I had even gone to Catholic school up until about eighth grade. And um, I just was a pretty decent kid. And my father had taught me that waiting for marriage was good and I had that was my plan. But I partied hardy in college <laughs> mm -hmm. and that fell away pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I lost my virginity. I started smoking and drinking and uh, hanging out with, you know, party goers and chasing after girls. And after, you know, two crazy straight years of this, um, I had uh, hooked up with a, a young lady who was a born again Christian believer and said that she had been praying for me and she was hearing from God and I just thought she was crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, just to make her happy one day, I went to church and with her <clears throat> and I heard them talk about Jesus in ways that I just never heard, never, mm -hmm. ever heard. And it was just straight Bible. And I realized I had no clue who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. I had said that I was a Christian. I had said that I was a believer, but I had never read the Gospels or the Bible for that matter and um, only known about a couple of stories. And that was it. So um, in conviction of that alone, I went to read the scriptures and I was confronted with God in a major spiritual encounter in my in my dorm room. I had uh, after some like, you know, uh, just like just hearing a lot of lies, I submitted my life to the Lord. Mm. And um, some following Sunday made a public proclamation to go up and respond to an altar call. And um, I just hit the ground running ever since. I was just on fire for mm. God. I started reading the Bible every single day <clears throat> and uh, doing evangelism just wherever I went. And I was just slowly being transformed by the word as I was reading it, convicted. And I went from choosing to save sex, like start over, to I'm not even going to kiss another girl till I get married. And then <laughs> the ultimate was God saying, you know, why don't you give me that right to be married, period. And mm. um, I wrestled with him for four days, mm. four days straight in prayer. Um, as I was just reading through the word and, and just feeling convicted by his spirit to to just trust him, to just mm -hmm. trust him fully with my life. Mm. So I had made a Gideon-like appeal that, you know, if he does want me to get married, that he would remind me of these packs and that he would show me 
who she should be. So fast forward six years, and uh, we meet out in Uganda, Africa on, on a, a mission, mission trip. trip. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> How'd so y'all get on the same mission trip? So I was, I was, um, I helped create a organization called Breakdown, okay. which had the uh, motto of breaking down society's lies about sex, love, and relationships mm. through the performing arts. It started in Tucson, Arizona, where I was living, spread to different cities by 2005, Chicago being one of them. And then by 06, we were mm. invited to Africa to do similarly we brought my youth from the local team in Tucson and the directors of the other programs, including Melody. So here I am. I'm kind of youth pastoring all of these kids with uh, the the leader of the program. Her name is Amy. And a bunch of us, other directors and programs, brought a nurse with us. We brought uh, a couple of different groups um, who kind of oversaw some of the administration and things like that. And when I first met Melody, um, I I got to know her and say hi, but I, I tried to keep my distance. <laughs> I tried to avoid her um, because Why? of my Why'd pat. Why you do that? Because I, I told God I gave up my right to mm. be married and only he would interrupt that. Like if okay. he showed me who I was supposed mm. to be with. So uh, I saw Melody and I thought she was pretty. So I avoided her. And uh <laughs> Then I'm starting to hear how she, well, I saw her worship mm. and I just was enamored by how intensely and intently she was mm. seeking the Lord. Mm. So I, 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 uh, I, I kind of drew closer by her spirit. And then she's just hilarious and tells these great stories and she's <laughs> funny and she's interacting with folk. And I'm like really digging her personality. And night after night, literally for three nights, I would pray against how I was feeling. For wow. Her. Wow. And on the third night, the Lord, you know, just gently reminded me like, Hey, don't you remember? Cause I had, to, I had, I had said, God, I will avoid every girl I find myself attracted to because I felt like I could be, you know, I had a little charismatic game where I could, uh, <laughs> not like spend like, like spiritual charismatic, right. but like, like that I had, you know, ability charisma. To, to charisma. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I didn't trust myself. So I said, mm. if, if you bring somebody into my my section three times in a row without me trying, mm. then I'll go, wait, is this is this God? Is this you? I forgot all about it. So he reminded <laughs> me and I said, what? Hold on. What are you trying to say? Is this my <laughs> wife? And he said, slow down, slow down. He was <laughs> like. Just get her number and build, build, build a friendship, be her mm. friend. So I did that the next day, and it, it went really nice. I invited her on the radio station when I got invited to the radio station. And mm. we just, you know, we're being a little bit more cutesy with one another, and I was trying to get to know her. And then we got back to the States and uh, continued that on for about a year. We got a lot of fun stories of confirmations and things that had happened in between. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Finally, at the end of her her uh, commitment. Yeah, because he said, you know, I know you have one year left of your mm. commitment. I was thinking about that. I was like, six. I'm not good at math, but that's six years, not seven. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. right. That's right. And that was what I liked about him is that mm. he was like, hey, I know you have a year left. I was wondering if I could share my intentions with you. I was like, come on, intentions. Praise Amen. Because I was like so tired of these dudes like calling me, but I don't know why you're calling me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Are you calling me because you like me? You know? So he was like, I want to share my intentions with you. I see a future with you. And I know you have a year left of your vow. And I thought it would be just an honor to be a friend and see if we could get to know each other for a year. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's You're fine. Like, yeah, that's fine. You know, right? like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, trying to play it cool, that sounds good, right? You know, and um, and then like he started calling me a lot, and I'm like, mm. uh, you can't call me every day. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, what days can I call you? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, Wednesdays are good. Uh, T- Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday. Nah, you remember me? Yeah. Tuesdays and Saturdays. And so he was like, okay, what time? And he would call me those two wow. days where, where are so they that, where are those do those exist anymore come on be honest with me be honest that's why we do it that's why we do it coaching so you need coaching lord men of god right here we need we need some men of god coaching amen um <laughs> yes so he honored my commitment and then like after a couple months he's like can i call you three days a week <laughs> that's when we got on wednesday too yes and so hey. What we teach is you have to have pace in a relationship. Mm-hmm. This generation doesn't know pace. We're in each other's grams. We're DMing each other. We're FaceTiming each other. We don't have no pace or space. Yeah, And so that's why people love bomb each other and they just go for it so fast. And then they're like, oh, I don't like it anymore. You know? And I'm like, yeah, but you already had sex. You know? Right. So, and they know your grandma's name. They, been, they met your dog. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. Yes. Yes. So we had pace. The year turned out, and then he moved to um, cold Chicago, Chicago. from Uh, sunny Tucson, Arizona. So wow. Yeah, and I moved up there. So her commitment had come to an end. My job sent me uh, to Chicago for a uh, interaction with the work that she was doing, Mm -hmm. and. that was really cool. And we saw that God was working on it. So mm-hmm. when I went back to the States, I was intentional to find a job and place to stay. And I moved up to Chicago when we started our dating relationship in his officially. own apartment. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, I had own apartment. Found my own apartment, my own job. Yeah. We're not living together. Amen. Yeah. That's the other thing. You know, people like start living together. I I'm know. Like, we're not going to have sex. I'm going to sleep on the couch. I'm going to stop lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but why even do that to you? Why do that to yourself? You got temptation walking around every day. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I, can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. No, I knew what couldn't do it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So that, that, uh, the, we had some realistic boundaries also. And I think that's probably part of what, what like kept us onto marriage because. Yes. You know, I, I had uh, I had told her, you know, let's let's not like I still had my vow. She had completed her vow mm-hmm. to, to be single. But I still had told the Lord, I'm not kissing another girl till I got married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a progression with my development with God. I decided I was not going to have sex again until I get married. But I said, I'm not going to have to kiss another girl until I get married. Like kiss. That was something I felt like he was telling me to do, let alone give up my right to be the to choose who was going to marry and I'm so like, what about like when we get engaged though like yeah you just gonna give me my ring and kiss me on the cheek right right and, and she wasn't feeling that <laughs> like yeah no babe i, I gotta stay holy there was some wow. weird, like so I, that was obedience but then it also turned out like you start kissing you're revving the engines especially if you find yourself alone 
Mm-hmm. And then if you start getting heated and passionate, your hands go places where mm-hmm. it shouldn't. You might want to lay down. And, you know, it just it just kind of compiles. So keeping that boundary was very practical for us. And then um, I had read in Ephesians 5, 3 that among you there shall not be even a hint of sexual immorality. Ooh. I paused and I prayed one day and I said, Lord, what, what's that about? And I just got this sense like, you know, what does it look like when I'm leaving somebody's house at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, what does that communicate to anybody who happens to see that or knows about that, mm-hmm. what, what they might assume? You know, I'm not talking about a, a late game night party at someone's friends with a bunch of people. I'm talking about y'all was just watching movies. Yeah. And I, I didn't want her reputation to be soiled. I didn't want the temptation to be there. So I said, you know, let's let's not be alone. Um we we were we wouldn't be alone in an apartment or we, house right yeah like we'll be in the car we'll go places and things like that but we wouldn't be like parked downtown in a dark corner <laughs> right or you know a, a lookout we weren't chilling at a lookout in the mm-hmm. car by ourselves and our context was sex is good god created it so let's save it preserve it and it was like a bank account like a money market building mm. interest to yeah. us mm. you know like so so for us, we had like discussed like, okay, what, what are our boundaries going to be? He's like, I'm not going to kiss you. Okay. What else? You know? Okay. We're not going to be alone in an apartment. Okay, cool. Um, what do we do when we are feeling aroused? Like what's our, what's our signal yeah. to yeah. like stop? You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> I had like a, I would do like a gentle punch <laughs> and then he said, I'll just give you the like so we were watching a movie once and she starts stroking my knee and i'm just like and i'm like you know touching it he's like <laughs> let's let's save that to i was like marriage. oh saving that oh, yeah. you know so and, it became like exciting and that that the future. It, that's what was really cool because i had this saying like it's a season of restraint mm-hmm. for a lifetime of freedom amen this is not going to last forever we're, we're going to be able to act on our desires soon enough Mm-hmm. And that really was yeah. was helpful because and it and it and it made us feel like okay well we're normal <laughs> like thank God I am aroused yes right. thank God everything works thank yeah. God she has desire for me mm-hmm. okay good because if we weren't aroused if we weren't Something feeling each wrong. other then yes that's that's it, some, yeah it, something's it, a little off there that's confusing right <laughs> we need and you know because 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 we have counseled mm-hmm. people who they're not showing that kind of attraction, that kind yep. of arousal mm-hmm. and, and come to find out there are some deeper issues that, right. that needed to be tended to. Right. Mm-hmm. So this time of uh, this season of time that God creates for that even just shows you, look, there's, there's development to understand that there, everything is working right. Just practice self-control. And mm-hmm. then it proves like if I'm able to practice self-control with her and I had by this time, not had any kind of activities with ladies for you know going on seven years, mm-hmm. then when we get married, she can she can, can know that you. I have that self control, yeah. and that she she can trust me. And ma- and that's another problem. Like we've not been practicing self control, so when we get married and we're facing other kinds of temptations, because I still mm-hmm. have to practice abstinence from, from every other every from, other lover from yeah. every other woman out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I told her recently, actually, like man, I think I go through deeper depths that 8.4 billion people out there, right, divided by two, I've already said no to all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 
that's amazing because there's a lot of a lot of different types of people out there. And I think one of the problems with our day and age with, you know, Instagram and pornography, pornography and mm-hmm. is the novelty issue. Like you could you could just pick a new person every single time and yeah. that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so finally we got married. Yeah, so we got engaged. So so what was that conversation like? Was it just like how did you guys come to that understanding because how would you have known that you guys were going to wait like you had to sit down and have a conversation about it right oh yeah that well what's kind of cool is we were both in a ministry that was about abstinence okay okay gotcha so we knew you know but then when he was sharing his story and he's Mm. like yeah i'm not even gonna kiss a girl till my wedding day i'm like what yeah, so she found out about we found out about about each other as we were getting to know each other in our friendship. Yeah. So mm, in our friendship, okay. like just listening, like I would attend would hear each places where she would share her testimony, mm. and I'm hearing her convictions, and I'm like, oh, okay. So she's she's about that, like she's she's same, real same serious values. about that. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. and we have shared values, and so that's another thing about pace, like taking your time. Do you know the statistics show that? You 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 begin you begin to start to really know one another between three to six months of intentionally building friendship. Mm-hmm. So when we start diving into dating relationships yeah. three weeks and having to met somebody, you don't know that person. Now I'm not saying that you need to always, you know, use up three to six months of getting. I'm just letting you know that you don't really get to know somebody. And dating sometimes pushes that off because you're always trying to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You're not showing your, your your real colors. Yeah. So um, I think that the timing and the pace of starting with a friendship friendship so really much. helped us to like know who we really are and mm-hmm. what we're really about and have those shared values and whatnot. Yeah, and I think that's the yeah. beauty about like how the Lord <laughs> sets it up. Like we have to remember the reason the Lord tells us to do things is because it's for our good. So yeah. Right, we should be right. asking why yeah. does Jesus want this for me, not how close can I get to this before I could I could be living right. right. You know, that's, that's not how that's it should right. be. So that's it's right. just it's just the wrong question. Like exactly, how far can I go? Mm-hmm. It's like, Lord, how can I just walk in obedience because I love you, and that's exactly. like the biggest thing for us. We love the Lord, yeah, and so because we love the Lord, we trust we trust Him, and we want to honor Him. Mm-hmm. And um and there was just something so precious. Like even when we got engaged, like I wanted to kiss him so bad. I was like, I, was, I got real close. This girl kissed me <laughs> right here. What what is this? This is not even a spot. Who kisses anybody right here? Look at the distance from the lips. And I'm, and then he's like, okay, if you want to kiss me, and I'm like, no, we said we wouldn't. We're on the beach. I had I had road W Y M M in the sand. Yeah. I put an X that marks the spot. I took it to the beach. This was at night. Beautiful. And and I say, hey, there's a treasure there. I was she like, dives into <laughs> it. She pulls out this box. I said, go ahead and open it. It is empty. And it's empty. Oh. I was like, I had, I was not going to put my ring at a big old X in the middle of the the beach. I had it behind my back. I knelt down. I showed it to her and she tackles me. (laughs) She jumps on top of me in the sand. So we're like rolling. Like draws this close to my face. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes. 
What are you doing? Yes, yes. What are you doing? And then he's like, well, if you, you want to kiss, kiss me real quick one more real, one time. And I'm like, no. She said, well, wait. So I like did a street fighter he move. He was like, get off me, girl. threw her off of me <laughs> gently. And we ran into the beach waters. So we're like, Aww, in the water. We're all beautiful. holding him. And, and then I'm like, like, there ain't nobody on this ain't beach. Ain't nobody on this beach. She's, we need to go. She now wants to take him <laughs> further. We're all wet. Yes. Oh, we sure. my, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> It was, uh, I was like, uh, I feel it all. It's like one of those movies that are out there now, <laughs> you know, and, uh. I was like, we need to leave. He's like, yeah, we need to leave. We need to leave. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it sounds so like, like, the, the thing that you guys have gained, I think it sounds like is, like, self-control. And that's not just about sexuality. Oh, like, you want to know that a man can control himself. There's so many, um, and obviously a woman too, but there's so many things that self-control is required for um and and yes. right and right and and desire and pleasure say that again it's a fruit of the spirit exactly right it's a it's a fruit of spirit cultivated you gotta grow in your love for jesus and it's right. hard and there's areas of our lives that you'll go oh i need more self-control mm-hmm. in that area and it, it could be really hard to to develop once you're ensnared mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So we had a quick engagement. We were only engaged for four months. Okay. Hey, <laughs> if you know, you know. Because I was like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and so um, so a week before our wedding day, my friend was interning for CNN. And oh. I was like, you know, we teach in the schools. I would love my students to come to our wedding. I was like, could we put like an invitation in the newspaper? She's like, no, that's so expensive. She's like, but maybe I can write an article about you. And I'm like, mm. okay. So she writes, 28-year-old Latina remains a virgin till her wedding day. She's timed the not this weekend. Not oh, only wow. did Daniel and Melody save sex for marriage, they're saving their first kiss. We start getting calls from Fox News, Chicago Tribune, oh, Chicago Sometimes. All CNN. these people days before our wedding. And we're like, what is happening They want right to interview now? us. They think we're some... Crazy Chicago couple. What's, what's up with you two? And, and they're like, you teach abstinence and you're not having sex. And we're like, no. And then um, they're like, this is garbage. Like they're like making fun of us. Yeah. All wow. this stuff. They're teasing us like crazy. Wow. And then, um, but the the Chicago Tribune did a little article for our dress rehearsal. Then it like got a lot of traction. So then the Sun Times calls us and says, can we come to your wedding? And oh. I'm like, what is happening right now? So the news was at our wedding. They were very discreet. Nobody knew they were there. And then they put us on the front page of the Sunday <laughs> Chicago Sun Times. Oh, my gosh. Got the little ticker on the top. Obama's. Obama's know, right here. And we're right here. And <laughs> I'm like. We opened the first page and we got the whole first page. We were just wow. Like, wow. Of the Sunday paper. And the AP Press got a hold of the story. And while we were on honeymoon, it had spread. Mm. Israel. Greece. Oh my gosh. Brazil. Australia, China. Australia, China. Every language. Yeah. We came we back like, and they present is... us this binder, Melody's best friend, the kiss heard around the world, and we're reading all these oh, articles. Oh, beautiful. Was, I could cry. I don't know why that made me emotional. Was... <laughs> gosh. Hallelujah. God. May Jesus be praised. He, yeah, he but I think yeah, like even it. though people were like making fun of you guys, like I'm sure there were some women and some men oh, thinking so like, many oh wow, like I can wait then. Like, oh, this, yeah. Like, someone else is doing it. Someone else did it successfully. 
Um, yes. So I'm sure that was like uh, a beautiful testimony. You should testimony. see the comments. The comments back then, people are defending us and stuff. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yes. And there were people like, hey, I'm I'm from India. I remember a girl, she's like, I'm from India. Are you mm. are you real? Is this real? And I said, Yes, this is real. And Jesus mm. helped me to do it. This- and she's like, This is the most beautiful story I've ever heard, mm. you know? And so then at that moment, my husband was like, We need to get on our knees because God just gave us like a platform. Like he mm. just he just gave us a stewardship. That we need to share this. Because we know other people who've done this. Yeah. We know other people who've never kissed, period. Like, they shared their, their first, first kiss, kiss of their whole other. life. Wow. On 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 the altar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but God chose us for this story, mm. for this purpose. His mm-hmm. glory. For his Amen. glory. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so as you so, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so we started sharing it. College mm-hmm. campuses. Uh, schools, the hood. I was like, me in the hood. And they'd be like, hold on, hold on, Miss Fabian, hold on. You ain't <laughs> never had sex. You know? <laughs> I'm like, no, he's my first. And they're like, he got a brother. You know? <laughs> That's <laughs> that was great. so much fun. Yeah, so as you guys are talking, I'm I'm hearing my listeners thinking, you know, I'm hearing them. So if you guys didn't do anything, how did you build intimacy then? How did you continue being like romantic, like were you guys just friends and then you got married and then you were romantic? What would be your answer yeah. to that? <clears throat> yeah. You know, when when you are attracted to one another and you keep holding that back, that builds. Passion, it's, yeah. It's like you ever take a water hose and you pinch it <laughs> like, and, and then when you release it, it just, you know, flings out. <laughs> it's like, and so romance, romance is still maintained with, in it's, that season, you know, we went on dates. Yeah, we held hands. We held he hands. Don't hug me, but there were times when he would hug me. He'd be like, "Okay, that's <laughs> like, <it>. I can't. <laughs> we, I'm done." We <laughs> watched know? movies yep. with a pillow. We would put a pillow between us because I didn't want to put my breast on. Because she was, you know, you know yeah, we didn't want we didn't want our thighs all rubbing up and everything <laughs> like that and stuff. So and the, there was one time we had watched a movie. My mom, my mom's in the house. We like we never watch it anything if somebody wasn't in the home right by ourselves yeah and so he, the movie's done and he, no the movie's not done yet that's another story, oh, another story. Sorry. so he he like turns this way and he like got on his knees and he went like this like on my thighs like so what'd you think of the movie and i was like you can't be on my thighs <laughs> i was like get up right now. like my whole body was like <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh god i'm sorry you know so we were honest with each other we weren't mm-hmm. like robots now, what you know we're I mean? describing is sexual tension yes but, that's but we didn't not, use those words we would be like that's yeah that's not intimacy mm-hmm. intimacy mm-hmm. is preach is like sharing heart connections and so because we were not masking intimacy with sexuality it's good we now had communication with one another on deep levels. Yeah. So sharing about about our 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 hopes and our dreams, our our passions and our desires, uh, the way that we tick. Um, you know, when we had like even premarital disagreements, mm-hmm. we took the time to like process them and talk them through, right. rather than just cover it up with the makeout sesh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So these are ways that we're building true intimacy. There was a time when 
we were doing laundry and Chicago, a lot of there's a lot of laundromats in the city. Mm-hmm. Cause not everybody have that in their in their in their buildings and whatnot. And we were folding clothes and I was just showing her how I preferred my my clothes to be <laughs> folded. Because I've been single, I've been doing things my whole life a certain way. She he, starts he, he folds his clothes like a military man. So Ooh. it was like I I just like, like to be neat and in order so it's easy to access crying. later. So she's weeping. And I'm like, well, what happened? What, what did I do? What's what? Like, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, this is the way I like it. I, I don't understand. And she's just like, you're just, and, I, and, and she like calmed down and I got her to calm down. And I said, what, what are you feeling? And she shared her so fear, fear. Oh that so I was going to turn out to be some abusive man mm. who was going to be very domineering and, and exact. Mm-hmm. And that somehow I was wooing her, and she wasn't able to see like I'm crazy. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, well, "No, if if you don't want to fold it that way, then then don't fold it. Or here, you can take these other things, and I'll fold these things because mm-hmm. I like it that way. But it's it's no big deal. You can do the socks, and I'll mm-hmm. do my underwear. It's, it's great." <laughs> and and she was like, "Oh, okay." Like, and and I had just to reassure her. Mm-hmm. Well. That was a very intimate conversation yes. because she shared her fears. She shared something that was lodged inside that came out in a moment of folding. You know, a lot of a lot of dating couples don't have those kinds of conversations. They just want to make everything okay, mm-hmm. breeze right over it, and not go deep and vulnerable. Right. Mm-hmm. And sex, sex just interrupts that whole deal because you just mask it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we even talked about our past, you know, that was important to me oh, yeah. because I didn't have any sexual partners. I was like, how do I bring that up? And thank you, God. Like I prayed about it. He brought it up. He was like, hey, I just want to process with you about my past. And, you know, I've been telling our students because he was teaching in, in his schools in Arizona. I was teaching in Chicago. So this be while we were getting to know each other. He's like, um, you know, I tell my students that if they're sexually active, they should get tested every six months he's like i haven't been tested in six years you know he's like and i thought i should get tested and the thing is i had been praying about that like has he ever been tested god and so it was so many cool moments where things i was praying about it would happen Mm. so that was another spiritual intimacy that started to brew you know and we could Mm -hmm. see that god was at work answering each other's prayers and working out these hard conversations. And that was a hard conversation. I went and got tested and showed her my results. And I mean, on a side note, after six years, I still have, I had a bacteria, but they were like, you ain't done nothing in six years. And this is still there. Mm. Like they said, your body should have passed this out long, long time ago or Mm. should have destroyed you. And it's like, just done nothing. Yeah. And so I had to take these pills. shared that with me. I shared that with her. it was we didn't have no face it was uh skype back then <laughs> and he, he said i got my results and i'm like okay you know <laughs> and he's like um everything's negative but they did find one thing and i'm like what you know <laughs> and i knew about viral non-viral you know there's as there's 30 different types of sexually transmitted infections mm-hmm. and there are incurable ones and then there's curable ones and there's asymptomatic ones where you have no symptoms. Yeah. He may have no symptoms, but then when you're sexually active with somebody, you get the symptoms. 
So everybody's body is different. Different, yeah. So he's like, it's you know this thing. I have to take this medication, and it'll be out of my system. And I'm like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like we're not even dating yet, and you shared this with me. And I said, you didn't have to do that. And he said, absolutely, I have to do that. I want to protect you even from myself. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> even from myself. Wow. God is good. And that, that was really cool because she later confesses to me that she doesn't know that she would have been that honest and vulnerable. She she said she would have been tempted to, it take, challenged me. to take the medicine. And then just to come back later and be like, look, I'm good. (laughs) And never have to be told. So Mm. his honesty challenged my my honesty with the Lord. Mm. Like, am I that honest? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And these are the intimate conversations that we're having throughout our friendship and our uh, dating dating relationship and engagement. That build trust. That build trust. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even to this day, when we are feeling tempted a certain way or we've had some crazy thoughts or activities that, you know. Crazy dreams. Dreams or uh, feelings, desires, um, you know, we, we, we share. share it. We share it and, and stay open, um, mm-hmm. which is not easy. It's very humbling sometimes, yeah. but that's the trust that we've developed mm-hmm. Yeah, try to cultivate. I think that's very brave. Yeah, I have a client right now who uh, sh- uh, struggles with that, where he Ooh. he loves her so much, right? And I kind of use the analogy with him where it's like, you you love your child, you would love a child that you have, right? And if that kid tells you they're throwing a tantrum, I want candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you want to give them the thing that they desire, but that would be the worst thing mm-hmm. for them. So you can't appease them, yeah. but then you're actually hurting your hurting someone you love. So instead, right. you give them the, the give them the vegetable, and they can pout in the corner if they want to. But the thing you gave them was a good yeah. for them. <laughs> and I right. think that's right. kind that's of good. that's kind of how you guys are saying it. Like, it's the best thing for us. So I'm going to be honest about the thing that that scares me, the thing that might cause that I think might cause you to run from me. But that builds intimacy. That builds that vulnerability. Build builds intimacy, <clears throat> and builds that trust. So I think yeah. that's so so important. Um, so in that same vein, right. Talking about vulnerability, talking about intimacy, you guys have been together for 15 whole years. (laughs) So I'm sure there's been some times where things have been rough and I have a question from a Mm -hmm. listener and they asked, um, what was your roughest season and how'd you guys get through it? A roughest season. (laughs) We've had a couple of rough seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, we've had rough seasons with regard to yeah. rebuilding or reconnect staying connected as as friends because sometimes you can just get into day-to-day we've had financial rough seasons we've had a couple of those um you know we're ministers so we're not always sure um how things are going to pan out for us i don't know which story you want to share the most i mm. think um i feel like this these last two years was like a deeper intimacy even with us like mm. moving out here walking by faith, starting our coaching business. Like it was like, I call it, um, we were facing the giants that keep us out of our promised land. Mm. And when you're married, you see your spouse's giants. And when you see how they affect them, you want to fix it, but you can't. Mm. You have to just pray for them. 
and fight for them, but they have to they have to conquer those giants with the Lord. And so I felt like we were wanting to fix each other's giants, right? I'm gonna kill and, your and giant. We're there for one another, with one another, but we can't force one another. So this is actually, we I guess you know the last two years is a great example, you know, because um, I w- we were in Chicago, I was in school up there, you know, for mental health counseling. I had a great job up there, mm-hmm. and over a series of events, we really felt the Lord was saying to move down here, and you know, transfer schooling South Florida, yeah, and South Florida. And oh, cool! I'm in Florida too. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, great, cool. yeah. <laughs> Where where are you at? I'm in Orlando. Oh, you're in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Well, we might have Fort Lauderdale. We're in yeah, Fort Lauderdale area. We're in Don't Dayton. throw me with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it was like, come down here, spend time with my side of the family. For the past, you know, 13, 14 years, we've been side. with Melody's side of the family, mm. uh, all up in Chicago. My side of the family's down here. My dad has a house down in Miami. My mom, This is my mom's house. Um, she opened it up very graciously while we we're paying for the schooling and taking care of other things and just being around in my, like my family, it just started highlighting some of the quirks that I have, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the ways that, 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 that I like deal with a heated conflict on a, on a higher level, the way that I deal with the tensions of my grandmother needing me, my aunt needing me, my, my father needing me, my uncle needing me. And, and and how that would translate to the family and, and and melody would show me like hey you're you're bringing home a lot of criticism and negativity mm-hmm. and it's it's like really hard on me plus I was working one when one like a few of those months uh, for about a year in the last two years I was working then going to school we were still traveling and ministering and preaching and teaching the gospel doing marriage conferences, trying to be involved in our local church and then raising kids. <laughs> and it's like, I was so stressed out. I didn't so realize stressed. how much I was, I wouldn't say that I was taking it out on my family, but but maybe to some degree, like you hear that phrase and it sounds like, you know, abusive. It wasn't really abusive, but I think it was critical. Mm. And Melody had to really share with me like how unhappy she had grown not just simply because we're around my family and away from mm-hmm. hers, but that the circumstances were just making it very, very irritable. It was a very hard time. And and we had to have some like real heart to heart talks and mm-hmm. conversations. And and I think to your listeners question, the way we got through all the various seasons of difficulty, because, you know, lives are filled with ups and downs. Right. We've learned how to have healthy confrontation. Mm. Melody, beautifully one day, she was very frustrated. She was talking to the Lord. She shared with me. She was talking to the Lord. And the Lord reminded her to remind me who I am in him and to be called up. Because, you know, I was being very critical and demanding and I was acting in my flesh. Mm -hmm. And, And she's very gently and very kindly was like, honey, you're a kind man. You're a patient man. You're a man of, you know, self-control yeah. and poise. This is not who you are. I think I really want to encourage you, like, press into Christ more and, like, walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Let the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit bear. And, man, it was deeply convicting, especially her saying that with, like, a soft 
and gentle voice. You know, she wasn't like getting all Puerto Rican on me and, <laughs> and snapping her fingers and her neck and about to like, like, like she was tempted to do, you know. So that was two days in prayer. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> and, and healthy confrontation with appropriate communication skills, which we have yeah. learned over time, right. really helped, you know, bring that to my attention in a way that I could respond without more, you know, tension mm-hmm. and, and flesh. Mm-hmm. So to your to your listeners and um, question, we've handled those kind of situations by being real, honest, yet still you know, loving, loving mm-hmm. and respectful. biblical, respectful. That's that that's so, so key. Mm-hmm. You know, if when my wife has had times, there was a time where she was just not as invested in us as like joyful and friendly. I'd, I'd ask her to let's go party. Let's go do something. Let's go to the beach. Let's have fun. Let's play basketball. And oh, I'm tired. I don't want to. And I was just like, that was really rough for me because I still need my friend. Mm. I still want to have a good time. I don't want to just go through the day and day taking care of the kids and then kissing goodnight, you know? And and that was really hard. And I had to like pray about it. And the Lord just, you know, encouraged me like, hey, be honest and vulnerable. I said, babe, I, I love you. I learned how to be affirming the yes, no, yes. That's a little skill right there. Yes, no, Affirm, yes. challenge, affirm. Affirm, challenge, like, yes, I love you. No, I'm not dealing with this scenario very well. But yes, I believe we could get through this together, but you need to know where I'm really at, mm-hmm. right? And I had to be very honest, vulnerable. And I said, babe, I don't feel like we're friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And that cut her and she prayed and went to the Lord and then that, that got amended. So I think that those are some skills and scenarios where we've gone through rough spots in our marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like before you guys are able to uh come to each other, you're talking to the Lord. You're telling the Lord what you really want to say. <laughs> That's yeah. what seems to be a yeah. key in there too. <laughs> and you're reading the word and allowing it to to read you. To mm-hmm. read you. Yeah. You know, like I'm like reading bear with one another, forgive one like I'm crying. Right. Three, I'm crying yeah. like God, you gotta do me god i'm so mad you know and let him mm-hmm. and then he's like the wonderful counselor right he's like you need to call him up you need to call him up to who he is and i'm like yeah oh that's good you know <laughs> and, and that I, I like that you highlighted that sonata because we don't have the strength in and of ourselves to love our wives well mm-hmm. marriage is an institution god created for joy, for companionship, for happiness. Mm. But he also established it in a way that you're going to be challenged to love one another beyond your capacity. Mm. It's going to make you holy. Mm. And until we spend, like we, we die to ourselves and let the Holy Spirit bring us resurrection life, then we're going to be continually butting heads and gritting our teeth and going about it in the flesh. And so when she's in the word or when I was reading through first Peter chapter three, verse seven, husbands, likewise, you know, live with your wives in an understanding manner. Like, wait, you can understand your wife. Yeah. (laughs) You got to take time and study that woman Mm -hmm. like like you're a student. And then he says, you know, honoring her as equal, Mm -hmm. though she's a weaker vessel. Right. 
And if you don't do that, your your prayers are going to be interrupted. <laughs> like God will hold back listening to you. Not not that he's not there listening, but he won't like ready to move on your behalf mm-hmm. because like it says in Malachi, you you've been abusive or abandoning, you know, the the wife of your youth. Like this covenant is reflective of the covenant he has with the people of God. This is a bad witness. Let's get this in order. But I know you don't have the ability to do it. So I, I said, God, I don't, I don't know how. He goes, you got to die to how you would typically want to do it with your strong tone and your Haitianness, <laughs> and do it my way. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And so to be vulnerable, like, God, babe, I just don't feel like we're as close friends. Man, like that cut her so much more deeply than I could be like, this is not fair. I'm tired of this. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Let's go play. You're like, who who wants to hang out with somebody like that? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's so, so good. So good. Um, I also had another question from a listener. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of going backwards, but they were asking, how did you know that you were supposed to marry your spouse? Were there signs or was it just faith? Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> all the above. But all of the above. Um, so I like that question. I, you know, was single for seven years. So I'm like on lockdown with Jesus. And I would have guy friends who would take me out for like lunch or, or coffee. Some guys were like, oh, maybe I can wait for you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> please, then, please don't wait. And then the ones I wanted to wait, they didn't like me. You know, so mm. I had to like go through all these emotions. But um, my dad encouraged me to get a prayer journal for my husband and to pray for him. And then I was like, yeah, but like, what if there's no man at the end? He's mm. like, dang, give your journal to Jesus when he returns. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so I had a very sober view. Mm. I'm praying for my future husband. But if I don't get married, I still have a calling. I still have a purpose in my life. I'm still a whole human mm-hmm. <laughs> with a whole purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And so in that journal, I wrote very specific things. I pray we'd be a team. I pray that he'd be a kind man, that he love you, Lord, a prayer warrior. So when we get together and get to know each other, the first conversation when he shared his intentions with me, he said, I just I just feel like we'd be a great team. I was mm. like, I'm about that. You know, <laughs> so he would say like key words mm. that were in my, you know, um, I was like, God, I pray that my husband shares his past with me. I don't even have to ask. And then he did it, you know, like it was very like specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just had some cool Holy Ghost, awesome stories where I was in DC on a trip cause I was, uh, running an abstinence program and he's in Chicago and I'm sp- spending time with the Lord and the Lord was like, you're going to have a season speaking on purity. You're going to have a season speaking to young adults about purpose. And then you're going to have a season where you're speaking to marriages. And I'm like, what? And so I'm writing all this down. And I'm like, I ain't even married though. Like, am I, is this God? Am I like making this stuff up in my head, you know? And then I'm like, Lord, is CD my husband? Like, we're just getting to know each other. Is it him, God? And then I said, what kind of man are you going to send me? And he said, I will send you a Joseph. And mm. I was like, so I wrote it down. And I'm like, color code Joseph or Mary's Joseph? Like, what are we talking about? What, <laughs> That's what a good question. Stuff? And I, he felt, he said, Mary's Joseph. And mm. so I go into studying. There's not much about him, you know? 
he's he's a good righteous man he he honored god he heard god he's like we gotta go the lord said we gotta go to egypt be like he he was like moving and mary's like okay i'll go with you you know and i was like okay god i need a man that hears you you know mm-hmm. i need a man that follows you wherever i'll go with him right um i need a man that wow like he fathered Jesus and Jesus wasn't even his kid. And then the Lord said, I will give you a man that will father visions that are not his. Mm. Cause I had so much vision and I was like, I'm writing it down. <laughs> so he calls me later that night and he's like, Oh yeah, I was at the theater and I was watching this movie about Mary and Joseph. That and same like, night. In fact, I had Mm-mm. called her that afternoon and what? said that I was going to go see the nativity story that came out in in uh in in 07 which is really good to see. It's a beautiful movie. And it's a great movie. I think I may have and seen just, that. Yeah, and they really highlight like Joseph. Joseph's character and um some other aspects that we don't easily see through the through the scriptures mm. written. It's all there. They just elaborate. And um afterward, I'm just floored by God and his provisions to Jesus and the beautiful movie and I go into the stalls because I can't contain like the spirit of God is just like really speaking to me and mm-hmm. it's heavy on me. I start praying mm. and uh, <clears throat> then I, as I start kind of clearing up, the Lord just starts talking to me about Melody. Mm. And he says, listen, I need you to be a Joseph to her. She's got this, you know, rest of her vow. I want you to help her finish it, but you got to do it in this manner. Mm. You know, respect the boundaries, this and that, the other. Um, and then, you know, like, I just want you to pray for her and, and so forth. So I call her and I start telling her these things and I, I, I shouldn't have opened this way. I'm like, I'm not trying to say I'm your husband or anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but I just feel like God wants me to be like a Joseph too. And oh, I'm, I would. <laughs> I'm not, but I just, I had just studied that Mary hid things in her heart. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like. Um, you confirm some things. I need to go, and I hug. <laughs> she hung up on me, and I'm I'm thinking, oh man, I shouldn't have said so much. I talked too oh, much. Wow. I shouldn't have said all that. So I should have waited. I grab my phone and I go text my best friend. I'm like, Marty, another God moment with CD, and I sent it to him by accident. Oh Lord, that was the Lord working. That was the Lord working. <laughs> so as I'm sitting there beating myself up for 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 doing too much. I get the confirmation that God is up to something. Not not only is she invested, but God is up to something. Mm-hmm. And so to, to to the question, it's like, is it is it faith? How how was it posed? Is it faith or is um, it they a, said, a decision? <clears throat> Were there signs or was it just faith? Yeah, <laughs> and it's both, right? Because we, we had signs. And I think here's the difference. And and I know our story is kind of wild and crazy. But I think there are elements here for anybody to walk away with. Mm. If you if you invite Jesus to be the center of your life, and you, and that includes your dating relationship, and you will listen and heed what He has to yes. say, He will give you signs that you're on the right track. He mm. will affirm the relationship, and He you, we can't please God except by faith. Mm. And I like to spell faith. R-I-S-K. So mm. when you get certain signs, there are leaps of faith that you'll have to take in obedience. And so it was risky for me. 
to call her up and share with some of these things, right? It was risky for me to say, hey, I, I, I enjoyed you while we were out in Africa. I know you got one more year left. I just want to state my intentions. Like, why is this man calling me from Arizona? I don't want it to be weird. I like you. I'd like to get to know you more. It was risky for me to say, but if at the end of the year, you're not really having the same feelings for me, great. I gained a good friend. And that was big. And I'm mm-hmm. willing to see what happens until then. Because I had other guys like, what are we going to be? What are we? What are we? What are we? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm getting to know you, bro. You know, like I felt pressure. Mm. He didn't put pressure on me. He's like, let's get to know each other. And and so even when he moved to Chicago. Right. Another faith step. Another faith step. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, so are we for sure getting married? Because I'm not moving out there unless I know you're right. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he was like, I'm pursuing you. But this comes by by trusting the Lord because... If God is with me, now we can make mistakes. God knows we can make mistakes. But if, if I'm grounded in the Lord and I find myself in Chicago and a few months later things don't work out, well, maybe he needed to get me to Chicago just to get me to the next place. I yeah. have no clue, but that's how I want to see my life with God. Mm. And when we read through the scriptures, that's what we see. Jacob is like trying to manipulate the blessing, trying to manipulate getting the birthright. He has to flee and then he gets manipulated while he's out there. He wanted to marry Rachel, but now he got two wives. That wasn't his original plan. Mm. And, you know, God is so good that in the midst of all of that mess, he still blesses him. He still makes him the patriarch he intended. He heals with his brothers. His brother, he he, he comes to patriarch of the the 12 tribes of Israel. Like, why did God allow it that way? Because he still stays with us. He he may not like a lot of the decisions that we make, but if we keep coming back to him and back to him and back to him, he's like, don't worry about it. I got it. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. Don't worry about it. I got it. That's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So it's both. Yeah. Great answer. Okay. I'm going to try to slip one more question in there. Uh, this is the last one. This is the last one. Um, one more person <laughs> asked, um, where is it? What are some of the less common questions that should be asked before getting married? Less common questions to ask before getting married. I think what's sad is what's common should be common isn't. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, like finances your views on things, your beliefs on things. How many kids do you want? Like, I feel like people aren't asking anything. You're right. I think (laughs) for now, this might, this might be because of the issue that we have on a larger scale with regard to the fear of rejection. Mm. I think we're more concerned about locking in the deal and getting to that altar, that wedding day. (laughs) than we are about what marriage looks like afterward. Yeah, and the person you're marrying. And for fear, the right. So for fear of rejection, for fear of offense, we don't ask some of the questions mm. like, and, and, you know, to answer the question directly, I think some good questions. Melody mentioned finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of the questions are make or break. It's just you want sobriety walking into the scenario. And you know what you're walking into. So, like, true story. Her father, I dated him about half the amount of times I dated her because he kept asking me all these questions and he took me out to coffee and he was like, okay, so tell me about this. Yeah. And and I got to love that man deeply. I mean, we went to see movies together Mm. and then get dinner afterward and he would just ask me all these questions and stuff. And 
and we got to really know each other. But mm-hmm. then it came time to like discuss the finances. <laughs> Listen, no lie, I had no more money left mm. other than the money that I was making while working. And he he straight up said, listen, you don't have to do this, but if you're willing, I'd like to see your bank account statements. Wow. Okay. Because I had nothing to hide. And 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 I told the Lord, I said, God, you're in this because if this still works out, then (laughs) right. Exactly. (laughs) So I so, you know, he saw like my checking account, which had, you know, some money because I was working. It was coming in there. But I was already, I had just made a big move and, you know, I'm pre- preparing for marriage already and, and so forth and so on. But then I slid over like my, my savings account <laughs> and, uh, and, and he did like that. He coughed when he saw it because <laughs> it said 26 cents. Oh, praise God. It said, it, it said 26 cents. Ooh. And uh, and he coughed and laughed and took some water and everything. And he didn't laugh like like joyfully laugh. He laughed like. <clears throat> At he least goes, it wasn't well, zero though, right? We gotta give you some credit, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he said uh, he said, well, you know, this gotta be the Lord mm. because he already told me that he said the Holy Spirit already told him no matter what number I showed him, he was still still the blessed. Blessed the, wow. the, the marriage. This was the day I asked him for his for for Melody's hand in marriage. I wow. did it old school. I I always went to him before I went to her. As or you should. She knew what was right, right, and and he said, "No, I I give you the blessing because the Holy Spirit already told me that it was going to be low. I just didn't know it was going to be that low." <laughs> um, and he says, "Well, you you've got some building to do, mm. so you want to be intentional about that." Mm-hmm. And I and I was mm. so um. So that's an example that like no question is intended to be a make or break question. It's just all about sobriety going into it. So mm. that's a good one. Like, do you have debt? I didn't have debt. Uh, I had school debt. I didn't have credit card debt or other kinds of debt. Melody had credit card debt and some other debts. So we talked about that. It wasn't a make or break deal. It's just, what are we dealing with? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, do you want children? That's a let me tell you how important that question is. <laughs> Hi. She just woke she up. Just woke up from that. Cute. Because uh, we have, you know, work with couples who didn't have that discussion. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And like, well, I never, I told, he should have known that I didn't want kids. Did you talk about it? You know? Yeah. Right. Or and how then many? it becomes some, like a painful, very painful thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the woman's like, no, I'm on birth control and that's it. You know, or, or he don't want kids, you know, and mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. painful. Are you open to travel? You know, yes. Do you want That to- was a big one because I was already preaching and speaking and I'm like, hey, how do you feel if I'm speaking at a woman's event? Like, are you cool with that? Mm-hmm. Once or twice a month. And he's like, well, twice a month. It would be max for me, you know, and I'm like, okay. Because how do you want to run your home? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So those are good four questions right there. Finances, children. Right. Like what, what do you see? That's an, I'll explain. I'll, that's, that could be another thing. We'll have have to do another episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The question of purpose is like, do you have a purpose do you, how do you envision marriage looking purposefully? Mm. Um, but yeah, purpose, finances, children, travel. Um, and I, although you said it's not a make or break 
question doesn't have to be it might it might be yeah right it doesn't it doesn't you know, they might say some things and you're like yeah i can't you know <laughs> like like hey we're gonna save sex for marriage right uh no nah, i thought we was about to get down mm. <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a needed question even in the church because not everybody in the yeah. church oh, is I know. With you <laughs> yeah yeah yes yeah perfect yeah. Thank you guys for those answers. So where can the people find you if they want to get in touch with you guys? CDandMelody.com. CDandMelody.com. Okay. That's kind of our hub. You can find everything there. And Instagram, Hanging with the Fabians, and uh, Melody Fabian, and then CD Fabian. Perfect. All righty. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful effect at the end there. (laughs) If you're not not watching, we got some bubbles on the screen. Say hello. bonjour. Okay, bye. She's got her hands full. (laughs) Perfect. All righty. So thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast once again. It's so um, awesome to see a couple in Christ honoring God with their relationship and not compromising. So love to, you know, just giving you guys your flowers for staying the course. Praise God. And we give our flowers right back to Jesus because he's the one that helped us. Amen. 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 Thank <laughs> you. Only so way to do it. To be of course. Yes. All, right, all right, guys. So uh, as you know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to kiss the sun, speak the truth, love, and I'll be talking to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.